Welcome to our middle of the month shares of waffle. It's October 2021, and we've just celebrated our 50th podcast as Walt Disney World begins an 18-month celebration of the 50th anniversary of our happy place. So what better way to continue the magic from our very own live show that started October than sharing a waffle with a friend? First of all, let me welcome my fellow wafflers who have taken two weeks to recover from our three-hour live extravaganza and the podcast release both on the same day. And if you missed either of them, make sure you go and check them out. But welcome back. How are you? I'm, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Only just ignored that. Yeah, it was a three-hour long stream. It was like, yeah. I still can't get over that Kelly walked in the, um, what was it, the confectionery in the, through the exit. Yeah, and I, I've got to say so many messages about world. so much love for Kelly that even from even my, <laughs> kid, my kids, my kids turned, out, turned around on Saturday morning and said, who's Kelly? It's just like, oh, you don't want to know, so she'd be a bad, be a bad influence. <laughs> yeah. oh, dear. I've also got Claire, you probably just heard as well. Hiya, Claire, hey, you all right? Yeah, have fine, you thank you. Have um, you recovered from the, the Kelly the Kelly? I, experience do you know what i've recovered from the stream but maybe not from kelly's hilarity <laughs> um i have to say every single person who's contacted me after that show has said they all want to go on a night out with kelly yeah so yeah. uh i think i think that maybe that that's in the in the offing at some point i think we were probably very thankful that we were only we only started at 3 30 in the afternoon u.s time i think if it was if it was 8 30 <laughs> yeah, 9 30 in the u.s time I can yeah. I can see where that was going, but anyway, we're going to That's welcome our guest. It is. We're going to welcome our guest for this show. And how do you introduce him? As an actor, a photographer, a Disney fan, or possibly as someone who is accidentally derivative. I'm not sure which of these is closest to the real person. But welcome to our friend Marcus Fowl. Good. Well, thank you very Good much. Evening. It's great lovely, to be here. Lovely to speak to you. How, how would you better? Yeah, how would you best describe yourself then? I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you put put us on the, the straight path to begin with. This this is this is uh, this is. I don't know if this is the straight path or, or a path uh, to destruction <laughs> and regret. Um, but I uh, I describe myself as I don't know, just this guy, you know. <laughs> not that guy. We're not as a monster. Not that guy. This guy. That guy. We don't talk about that guy. <laughs> yeah, I just I do, you know, like you said, actor, uh, that's kind of mainly my background. Um, I uh, started acting when I was 18 years old and I haven't yet stopped. Um, and everything else kind of splits out from that. My uh, my sort of performer outlook, I guess, uh, kind of goes into the podcasting and even the, the photography and, and all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's me. Yeah. But I also don't like to talk about myself. I was kind of showing off in a way because I, I, I do I do like to do my homework before we do these shows and stuff. So you, you've got a website, and so you actually put put it out there. You've got the the, you, the list of acting gigs that you've done is quite something else. So I, 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 too long to mention within the, within the <laughs> conforms of this podcast. But then some of your photographs as well are, are on there too, and I think that sort of especially your Walt Disney World pictures. It's, it's something that I think I certainly buy into. I know people who listen to our show who are massive on the photographs. 
it's it's one of those things that I think everybody's got just that that little extra spark when it comes to comes to our happy place that you're mm. going to get you get a camera and you suddenly become sort of enabled to do all kinds. So yeah, I think that's quite nice. You're just this guy. That's really good. Claire, I think you've got a you've got a much better description than I've managed to put together. So oh, no. do you know what I was thinking about it? And yeah. I, I I was saying that Marcus was sort of catapulted into our lives in July 2020. Um in the midst of lockdowns, breakdowns, close downs, I'm not sure what they were. Um <laughs> But, and, but you teamed up with an acquaintance of this show, Jason Kadapp, to create yes. Accidentally Derivative. Um, so it's a weekly-ish ish podcast. Um, and I've tried an ex- to explain... It's always Jason's uh, fault if it's not out this week. Obviously, That's yeah. Tight. So I tried to explain lots of times to my friends and family about Accidentally Derivative, um, or AD, as I always abbreviate it to, because it's really long it's time. Easier to say. But, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I try to explain what it is and try to explain the theme and the the point of it. And it always falls back to two middle-aged men having a bit of a moan about day-to-day stuff that irritates them. That's kind of where it comes to. And it's as exciting <laughs> I, I as it sounds. As I say, you're very welcome to use that as your strap line. In the <laughs> Thank you. I, I just wrote it down. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a shout out on that one. Um, yeah, so... To explain accidentally derivative, I have to explain my life up to this point. So if you've got a minute. Um, but no, I I, uh, I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona. And my, my partner um, is a dance photographer. And she, while the Scottsdale area um, is very nice, um, the, the, the sort of the population that was made up that makes up Scottsdale is either really, really old or really, really young. And so nobody had kids in dance. And that was a a problem. And we started thinking about other places we might go to to give her an opportunity to have a a much larger clientele. And I work remotely with my day job, um, so I can go anywhere. And I was like, you know what? We should really look at Orlando. Now, I am a Disney parks guy through and through from back in the day. My first trip was in 1983 when I was 10 years old um, and fell in love with the place immediately and have been back more or less every year uh, ever since, two, three, four, five times a year sometimes. Um, and she was like, well, I don't know. Um, and and but the more she looked at it, the more she realized that there is like every major sort of circuit of dance competition has one here and dance is massive here. And so she was like, well, now that I'm looking at it and I was like, <laughs> and <laughs> so, so we move here and we move last, not last time is just not a thing anymore um, to in the fall of 2019. Um, we moved out here. Um, we actually started, uh, in mid August, we kind of started our dry run and we rented an Airbnb out here for a week and she put out there on Facebook targeted ads that she was doing shoots here and she booked up within 24 hours. Um, and we're like, well, there's a sign. Um, and so we started looking around for places we might live and we found a place in Winter Garden and we made an offer on it immediately and they accepted it and we bought a house. Like we didn't even know that we were going to look for a place to rent and we ended up buying one when we were here. And uh, so we completed the move in the first or second of November 
of 2019. Well, not the best timing, right? Uh, yeah. So we, mo we moved to Orlando. Finally, I can throw a rock and hit Cinderella's castle and then Florida closed. Um, and so that's when, like just before the lockdown happened, uh, a friend of the show, Lou Mangello, had uh, one of his meets of the month. And I ran into this guy named Jason. Mm -hmm. And he and I started talking and we were just kind of riffing off of each other and just kind of being goofy. Um, and I just met the guy. And I, my girlfriend was meeting his wife like simultaneously somewhere else at the meet. And this was not coordinated. Um, so she made a date with Michelle, Jason's wife, to meet up for Thai food here in Winter Garden. And then when Michelle shows up, Jason's with her. And I'm like, hey, it's Jason. And basically, the entire meal was the zeroth episode of Accidentally Derivative. Wow. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I, so it was twirling in my head for a little while. And at one point, I was like, all right, Jay, Jason, what are you doing today? And he's like, nothing. I was like, let's, let's get to Morimoto. I need to, we need to have a talk about something. And this was shortly after Disney Springs reopened. And I told him, I was like, you know, the thing we do when we get together, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, the thing where we're just talking and everybody else is like exasperated that they can't get a word in edgewise, but we're, we're just having no. a blast and everyone else is <laughs> like, <sighs> you know, let's, that would make a decent podcast, I think. And he was like, okay. And I didn't know that he was going to agree to it because he had just started the after hours thing with Carlos and, and Colin. And so I was like, I don't know if I want to like butt into his schedule or whatever. And he was like, no, let's do it. And so, um, and so there it was, I mean, that's, that's how it started. And the first episode is basically just that it's just us taught. We don't come to the episode knowing much about what we're going to talk about. If we do, there's maybe a 30% chance that we actually talk about that thing that we were planning on talking about because we get sidetracked rather easily. And it's just a lot of fun. It's uh, a lot of fun and it has a bit of a Disney, you know, slant to it because we're yeah. both big Disney fans. And so it's going to come up, but it's not, it's not meant to be a Disney podcast. It's just meant to be a conversation between two guys that, well, one of them's a bit more uptight than the other. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> we just sort of, <laughs> sort of uh, discuss things. Disney's so close because you're sort of both so close to Disney as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, it can remain a bit timely with that kind of stuff. Like I said, the um, we before we started recording, I was talking about the one that's going to come out tomorrow. It comes out on Tuesdays uh, when all goes well, and that's ninety percent of the time. Um, but we talk about the fiftieth. We talk about us uh, uh, going to the uh, to uh, see Harmonious. We saw Harmonious together. The sneak preview when it was last oh. Wednesday. One of the reasons we weren't uh, recording that week that uh that day and uh and then he also uh managed to get park reservations for magic kingdom for the actual 50th october 1st i however did not so it's a little bit of the ratatouille revenge there um <laughs> but uh um uh, i was in epcot um but yeah so the, you know we can since we produce pretty quickly uh you know, a lot of times disney news type stuff uh does leak into there because we're both so so yeah. uh so involved in that. 
I, I think as well, you know, I, I, like I say, I, I had a look on your website. I love, I love that you're unhealthily proficient in Star Wars trivia. So I, I just <laughs> it's on my actual <laughs> acting resume, actually. Yeah, I actually it's, felt it's there, so they'll this, ask me about it. At this moment, me and Claire are just going to leave the building. And you and Ben are just going to have a, a Star Wars face off for the rest, for the rest of the show. That would be it. That would be Ben's yeah. dream evening. Dream. But Star I'm Wars, a, Marvel, I'm, and everything in between. Well, not oh, yeah. you're away that easy though. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned you mentioned you love a Monty Python, Steve Martin, and Eddie oh, yeah. Murphy, and Rowan Atkinson. So there's a there's a there is a very British sort of flavour to that as well. And I'm sure as our listeners get to know you this month, those intriguing. Sort of shared insights into the modern life of accidentally derivative will have have the opportunity to shine through. However, as we digress, I'm going to reel the show back. You've still got our Disney carousel of questions, and we're going to subject ah. it subject you to the same questions that Jason had, that Lou's had, and actually, given the fact that you said that you'd said you went to the parks as a ten year old. I think you've got a probably a really good overview on this. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. Okay. It is supposedly quick fire. However, oh, okay. So however, we're not called the Great British Mickey Waffle for nothing because we do <laughs> we do like to just have that ability to waffle on a little bit. So if you want to explain your answers, feel free. It's always good. Um and, and also yeah, it's an insight into your deeper soul. I, gonna, mm. I think I think put it out. Sorry, you know, Disney preferences. That's that's the better description. Sure. <laughs> okay. Go with your heart. Share your thoughts. And if it's not quick fire, then that's fine as well. So, are you ready? Right. Are you ready? I don't know, but let's go. <laughs> See, I've built it up now, haven't I? That's even better. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest build-up it's ever had, Marcus. So, uh... pressure. Well, I feel honoured. <laughs> you won't be judged by your answers much. Much, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> right, are we ready? What's your favourite park? Ready. My favourite park? Um, it's a bit bad now because half of it is under construction, but Epcot has always been my favorite. Yeah. A ride that you hate. A ride that I hate. The ride that they took away, um, known as Stitch's Great Escape, was my ride, the ride that I hated the most. I don't know what it is now, though, because I, there aren't many that I... I think that one overshadowed things enough that once it was gone, it was like, I now love all the rides. Um, so that's, there's that. I'm, I'm, if that's if, before Claire asks the next question, I'm going to put a shameless plug. And if nobody's heard the answer that Big Fat Panda gave to that question and the actual the actual response. John Sakari's impression of a seven-year-old boy. His impersonation yeah. is just, every time I listen to it, it reduces me to absolute tears. It really does. So, yeah, that's another one for you, Marcus. If you've not heard that, go and have it, go check it out because it is just oh, it is wonderful. And I think I think after that, I think we all sort of we all think of Stitch's Great Escape in a completely different in light. A very different way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> well, it needs. Yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> totally does. Uh, question three: What do you think is the most overrated snack? Ooh, the most overrated snack. 
Wow, that one's a tough one. Um, uh, overrated snack. I, uh, I don't, well, hmm. All the ones I can think of that everybody hypes up really a lot, um, I really like. The Dole Whip, for instance, or the Mickey's Premium Ice Cream Bar, or um, uh, like school bread from Norway. Like, that's really good. Now, I have had actual school bread from Norway. I was in a place called uh, Baker Brun in Bergen. Yeah. And that is, it, it is a little better than <laughs> than the Epcot Norway uh, stuff. But, um, but still good. Still good. Uh, Whew. I don't know that I get into the popcorn as much as everyone else does. Okay. I'm just going to ask. We've had some interesting answers to that question because someone, who is it? It was um, Barry last last month talked about the the spring rolls in it, the spring yep. roll cart in yep. uh, Adventureland. Oh, Adventureland. They're overrated. Yeah. And the turkey leg. Turkey leg comes up <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, that one's, a, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, I would put that one in there too. Yeah. It doesn't really very count as a snack, does it? It's like a, <laughs> a family. It's like a family bucket. It's like a family bucket. Right, what's your favorite transportation mode at Walt Disney World? Ooh, the monorail hands down. Ever since I was a kid, the monorail. Like, okay, as a kid, as I mentioned, I, I big into Star Wars. I was also big into Star Trek. Still am on both. Um, and when I, and that's one of the reasons why Epcot, I think is still my favorite is when I walked into that thing, when I was a 10 year old and I am now in Star Trek, this is future, well, yeah. literally future world, but it is also future world. And the monorail solidified that so, so much. And, uh, I enjoyed being on it just to be on it. And, uh, that's always been my favorite, but a a uh, an honorable mention definitely to to any and all boat transportation i love boats okay question five what is your favorite table service restaurant table service restaurant favorite boy you guys uh, like to hit me with the <laughs> oh Doesn't that well too much i've too many options yeah it is it is a sort yeah. of paralysis of choice thing um I think probably the one that 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 um, off the top of my head immediately, if I was doing sort of a Rorschach word association kind of thing, which Rorschach isn't word association. Never mind. Um, the uh, the first answer that popped into my head was probably Vianopoli. I uh, I love Vianopoli. It's so good. And for whatever reason, Jason goes there and doesn't get pizza. So I no one understands. I have that. no words. Yeah. No. Viennapoli, I agree with you, is an amazing restaurant, and it's obviously so good. Husband's family are Italian, and it, it feels it feels Italian. The atmosphere, it's loud, it's boomy. The acoustic is enormous, and then you've got people shouting, big tables, all chatting away, and it feels like you're in Italy. It really does. It feels like yeah, it's just, it's the, the bustle of everything, and I love yeah, the, yeah. the three big uh, the big the coal big fired ovens. Yeah. Oh, so so neat. It feels I love good. It. It's far more traditionally Italian than the other restaurant just over the, the square. Mm. Mm. So, mm -hmm. definitely. I agree with you. I love being uh, Italy. 
Um, which is a resort that you haven't stayed at but would like to more than anything else on earth? More than anything else on earth. I have visited this resort a number of times, but I've never stayed there. And I would have to say it's the Wilderness Lodge. Ah. It's beautiful. Be I love it. It's probably yeah. my favorite, but I've never actually stayed in a room there. Yeah. Well, lots of Animal Kingdom Lodge, a very close second. Yeah. Uh, good choice. Like that. Here we go. Special Wafflers question. What's your favorite car park? Uh, I would have to say the Lime Garage at Disney Springs. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. You never fell for it. You never fell for it. You see, you've done That's because Marx has got British family. Yeah. So you yeah. Know yeah. Don't work on that, you see. Don't yeah. catch him out. <laughs> Spiritually, I'm British right here, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's one of us. Exactly. None of this exactly. catching out the American fun. Uh, <laughs> what? It's just, it's just, it's just watched, watching Lou squirm when we mentioned car park, and it's like yeah. he doesn't know what it is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He hit, the, he hit the keyboard to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a dog park. You take the, your car out there. So well, that's what he's trying to work out. out what, you know, yeah. what you. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, come on. Okay. Um, question eight Typhoon, Blizzard, or Volcano Bay? Ooh. Um, I think Blizzard Beach. I think I, I, I like it. I like the theming. Um, I like the, the slides that are there. Um, I, just, I don't know. I mean, honestly, all of them are fun, but, um, so I'm not sure I even need that amazing feeling of Summit Plummet. It really is. <laughs> That's the one that you lose your, you lose your swimwear, isn't it? Yes, not and, right. and not right. it just kind of becomes rather tight. And you get a procedure that you usually have to pay a doctor a lot of money. I, <laughs> I don't know if you want to keep that in. <laughs> oh, we can keep going on that one. I tell you, that's yeah, summit plummet is one of a kind. It really is. You just, uh, this yeah. is definitely not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and paying doctors money, that's an American thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't do that. We don't do don't do that in Britain. That's it. They don't get paid yeah. enough. There you go. Um, I'm not sure I even need to ask the next question, but yeah. because we're doing it properly, I will. So Galaxy's Edge or Diagon Alley? I will say that Diagon Alley is done really well. Um and in fact, I think that the Harry Potter stuff at Universal is easily the best part about Universal. The second best part is the exit sign. But um, the uh, I have to go with Galaxy's Edge, of course. Yeah, that, was, that was kind of a loaded question there, Claire, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, next one. Are you, uh, are you an early morning or a late night park visitor? I, as a person, I am up every morning at six, like, like not on purpose. Um, but I love the parks at night. Um, the, uh, it, it's a completely different, like all four of them are completely different parks at night than they are in the day. And I prefer the nighttime, not just because, you know, it's Florida and nighttime is going to be 
3,000 degrees cooler than the daytime. <laughs> um, but the just the lighting and the the uh, especially any area that uses like gas flamey lights um, that that sort of flickery glow that things have like there's areas of adventure then adventure land that are like that and then around world showcase whenever the the illuminations torches are on i love it it is so so beautiful and uh so yeah i'm when we're talking about the parks i like to be there late night uh, more than early morning but early morning has its uh, beauty too and if you're a photographer at all that's the time to be there yeah yeah very much so Okay, question 11, keep the magic or backstage detail? Hmm. Key to the magic or backstage detail? I've done neither one, to be honest. Um, so whichever one, I, I, whichever one gets me deepest into the backstage areas, um, I am somebody like a lot of people don't like to have the magic sort of like broken for them. Um, that's not me. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's part of being an actor and, and, and being part of theatrical productions and things like that for so much that I love what goes into creating a, a wonderful story that other people observe just from that side. Um, and so when, so I, I want to see how they do these things. I want to see how that magic is made. And uh, uh, it's fascinating to me. And um, I, I would love to be part of that. You know, like if, if I don't know if I'm skipping ahead to a, a question you're going to ask me later, uh -huh. but like a dream job as being a, an Imagineer creating these things, being part of what makes that magic for other people, that would be amazing. I would love that. that would that be your ideal job in, if you were to work in Walt Disney World? Absolutely. Being be on... Um, using whatever part of my uh, knowledge and experience that might add to a ride uh, with the Imagineers, either through theatrical stuff, like I'm, I was big in technical theater as well, so lighting and, and set design and things like that are, is a thing that I'm trained in. And then, you know, some, some bits of uh, information systems stuff too so that doesn't sound as fun but um just being part of creating a ride like having one of these one of these rides be something i worked on and then seeing people and watching people ride it would be just amazing are you want to sorry i'm digressing john sorry i'm finding this when you're on an attraction you're always looking at the stuff they don't want you to look at yes you're looking absolutely. at the corners, <laughs> at the, the corners that are not yeah why is that? Yeah. Why is the seat molded in that way? Oh, you don't want me to look over there. Why not? Let me lean around the corner and have a look. Or why is that <laughs> yeah. kind of black? I want to see. And you're like, you know, when when one of these things breaks, right? where do they put it? And like, oh, oh, there's a little <laughs> yeah. tunnel over there. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've got to look at all the stuff the Imagineers are purposely directing you away from because that, for me, is absolutely like the interesting stuff. And uh, the how it's created gets hidden away in that that corner. So, yeah, I I, I guess you're probably similar to me in that way <laughs> irritating for everyone else who's riding with you there. <laughs> no but i think it's similar to a lot of us though claire as well you know it's it, it and i think i think given your background as well marcus it it, it is you've actually got the credentials you know I'm, I'm hoping that bob 
just listening to this i'll get bob to send his uh his number through our website and stuff like that you know if he's looking for the next imagineer to come and rescue hey. walt disney world and it's in it's in its year of need stop the yes and, uh, found him. Yeah. and you don't have to relocate i'm right here <laughs> so, so you've got it ready got for it. him no and i and i think that's actually a really cracking answer that you've given because i think you've You've really sort of dismantled it to the extent much more than probably any of us have, have ever managed before. I do apologize for that. No, no, I think that's, no don't apologize because I think it's, it's really given us an insight as to where, you know, certainly some of the questions we can we, we can throw at you later on in the show as well. Fantastic. So. Hold, your, hold your apologies for the next question because I'm going to ask you who your, who's your favorite other vlogger or podcaster about Disney? Skip. <laughs> everybody, everybody has this moment of, oh, you can't ask me that. You just can't. Ask uh, me. Who am I going to insult least? Well, I, right. Well, Jason knows I love him. Um, or at least he's supposed to. Um, but I will tell you this, that I've been listening to Lou since 2007, I think it was. And um, uh, I got a job, like I had just um, graduated with my master's degree in information systems, and I got a job in information systems at a local community college. And we had a thing where we did a lot of workforce development, where people come in after work and learn Excel or learn whatever. And so one of us in that team had to be there until the night classes got out. And I, every Wednesday, I was the guy that had to stay there. And I was like, well, I'm going to be in here and nothing is going to be going on. I'm going to find a, like, cause podcasting really hadn't exploded at that time. And so I found, I had already gotten the Walt Disney World trivia book. Um, and I saw that he had a, a site. And so I went to his site and I was like, oh, cool. He does a a podcast i can listen to that and that'll be a weekly thing i can sit here and entertain myself listening to this dude talk about uh, disney and uh and so i got hooked on that and i guess just because he's kind of the og in my uh uh walt disney world podcasting pantheon uh i would have to go with with lou the man mongello <laughs> you aren't the first person to mention his name in that in that particular question response i don't doubt it he's he schmoozes he a lot of people they're gonna be like hey if they're on there if they tell you who's your favorite it's right here it's me right the next meal is on you then yes <laughs> yeah, i think it's, it's it is such a good one oh we've said it before and i think you know it's it's acknowledging lou's role you know you said it before he, he kind of he has the ability to bring people together Definitely. And I know that you've said about your meeting with Jason, but I'm certainly aware that he facilitated the meeting of Carlos and, and Colin. And, and, mm -hmm. and that whole, you know, spotting that sort of talent pool and spotting those sort of links in people, you know, and I, and I think as well, he, he, he continues to reinvent himself, having sort of, he's up to what, 600 odd, I think it was at the last count, podcasts I mean, crazy. And, and, and so much more and and to be able to keep 
keep going for so long than to actually keep it fresh and, yeah. and still be. That doesn't happen by accident. So certainly, no, no, no. And I, and it's and I've never met a more genuine person. Uh, uh, he and I have just had lunch. That's the two of us a couple of times, and he's just as warm and personable when cameras and microphones aren't pointed at him as he is when they are. Um, and he's just an all around good guy that cares about people. And uh, that's one of the things that draws me to him is because of that genuineness and the, the, the caring about other people thing. Um, when I hear him talk about these things and he kind of chokes up a little bit or whatever, then I'm like, yes, that's, that's exactly it right there is that when you have that, that, vulnerability uh when it comes to caring about other people and like you can't stop yourself from showing that because you feel it so so powerfully um that says a lot to me about who you are and and uh, yeah. that's definitely that's definitely lou oh yeah that's lovely that's lovely i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you another question all right Which Again, it's a little bit skewered for you because you live so close. Okay. To Walt Disney I think World. I think that. However, you however, okay. On site or off site? On. Even now, even though you live so close. Well, it, you, okay, now maybe not. I mean, it's yeah. it's that would be quite expensive, right? Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, when people like I've been the, the the guy people, and I'm sure everybody on on this this uh, recording is the same way. Is anybody that that is friends with you comes to you for Disney advice when they want to go to Disney, and I'm certainly have been that guy for 700 years, and. Anybody that says, well, we're thinking about not staying on property. We're going to do a, uh, an Airbnb or a vacation home. And I'm like, what, why? What, 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 are you, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're knocking out like half of the thing. Um, and, and so um, I usually browbeat them and guilt them and bug them until they actually make <laughs> I was like, just do, just do all-star music. All-star music, that's fine. That works. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, to me, there's no contest. If you're coming here from elsewhere, um, uh, then definitely on property is the way to go. Fabulous. Okay. We've got uh, two more questions, but this one's quite yeah. controversial. It's split <laughs> amongst, well, I'm sure I think we first asked this a long time ago and I think. I can't remember. Who did we first ask it to? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. Happened, uh, there's a lot of people uh, no longer on the Christmas card list. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. So, Finding Nemo or Festival of the Lion King? Ooh, Finding Nemo is the more traditional um, theatrical musical production. Um, however, my sort of love for the lion i mean i love, don't get me wrong i love them both um immensely uh but i find the performances the performers the the songs and all of that of festival of the lion king to be that's the one i go back to more i think 
Um, I do love Finding Nemo and what they do with the with the sort of marionettes and the and all of that. Uh, the the costuming on that is, well, I mean, to say that that one's amazing is to is not to say the festival is is not amazing. The costumes there are, are are wonderful. So that that is a hard one. I can tell. I can see why that would be that would be a controversial question. But I have to just slightly favor festival that one. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Don't expect that. Don't expect that poster for Christmas, man. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that you've chosen the same one as Jason. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, darn. Know. Now I changed my. I changed my. Change answer. it back. Change it back. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, it's, it, it's like comparing apples and bananas, isn't it? It's just. It really is. Yeah. Two two completely different shows, and and is actually. Is that a saying, John? I always thought it was like apples and pears. Or I don't like oranges. apples and pears. Apples that's... and bananas is not a yeah. phrase. I like completely different, aren't they? Like. Completely different. Yeah, apples and pears, pears are more similar to apples and bananas. Apples, are. And pears, apples and pears is going up the stairs if you come yeah, from know, certain, um, parts, yeah. certain parts of London, oh. isn't it? So, yeah, I'm going up the apples and pears. I can't Rhyming. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, we've got and a new Mark, question. Marcus, I've I've put a new question in for for, for you. You're oh, the fun. first the first person to yeah. ask this, and it's it's quite timely. So, Heck of a um, burden here. this uh, no, I, I think it's going to be tough though. So, um, mm. which is I'm ready? I think happily ever after or illuminations. Ooh, well, see now that you put that last one in, that has made it not a hard one. It's illuminations, <laughs> reflections. <laughs> <of Earth. laughs> okay. Which goes back to the Epcot love, isn't it? That's this. The, oh, you know, yes. I think we're onto something with this question. I think we've. This is this is going <laughs> to go top of the list. Let's let's put a let's put a little asterisk beside that, and say this is the question that everyone else is going to steal. Mm. You know, because uh, yeah. Now we haven't oh, got happily ever after. We can put it in. Well, so yeah. yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah. When are we going to yeah. add harmonious yeah. and enchantments on that list? Next week when they finish. If no, you sorry, keep illuminations on, I don't know that the answer is ever going to change. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think that Ben, you might have Oof. a different answer to that. I would think you probably wouldn't say illuminations. Yeah, everyone's happily ever after. Yeah, that's again yeah, very wrong, solid. So it's, it's it's wrong, but I from from a lot of people's perspective. <laughs> but I don't it hate I don't hate illuminations as much as Becca hates illuminations. Really? Really? I, I, I hate not, illuminations. She, Okay, the first time she's she not on the show. She I know. She's not the that's show. That's the reason. Get a slap. No, and she sort of twisted her ankle for the first one, so she was in pain during the first time watching Illuminations. I was yeah. enjoying that's it. That's my association. Uh, that's not I know. So, but then we didn't see it. We didn't start going to Walt Disney World till 2013. So, and by that point, it already by that been point. starting taking a break. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. Mm. A it's, a, it's, a it's a fascinating show and and equally i think i think we all need to ask ourselves a question in one of our future podcasts because actually i'm still not sure what my answer would be well, but, I, I think um, illuminations was as unique as epcot is unique and that yeah. that fitted and it's, nicely it works with the epcot yeah, like the, the the philosophy of epcot right the, the yeah. we are all better together and yeah. sort of a celebration of humanity from the big bang up to yesterday yeah. and it's it's really 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 good and so, um so I'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna play that devil's advocate card because i know 
I do it quite a lot. You went to see Harmonious. Where does, yes, I did. Where does that fit in? It's the bottom of the list. You <laughs> <laughs> said Epcot Forever was above it. Why? Why? Tell us. I'm, I'm well, in now Epcot, no, in fairness, Epcot Forever was not on the list before. <laughs> but uh, I liked Epcot Forever because it, you know, it, any kind of Epcot nostalgia is going to, to play big for me. And um, so as soon as one little spark and um, yeah. was an energy, you make the world veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. I was like dancing to that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was all. That was great. Now, the the, the show as a whole, Epcot Forever, uh, you know, yeah, okay. Um, so I gave it, and I, and I mentioned this on uh, on the Facebook, um, but uh, I gave it about a 7 out of 10, Epcot Forever, because the nostalgia stuff, like, knocked it up. It very much was a stopgap show. Um, but uh, Harmonious is i mean if you want me to get into this yeah harmonious is a uh it is like technically speaking it's very impressive the the big stargate and the giant laser tacos they're really cool and they have the screens and they have the fountains and the, these arms like fold out in the middle and start flapping around and doing fireworksy things and fountainy things. And the music is well done. It's, it's really good um, arrangements of these songs. They're all songs you've heard before, of course, um, but they're new sort of arrangements of them. They may have somebody new singing them or, or uh, a sort of a, a, a rock kind of version of it or just a lot more um, thundering and, and powerful. Um, the the brave sequence was really cool because um, I, I love Celtic music and and that kind of stuff and so that really spoke to me. But the th problem that I had with it was I didn't feel like it was unified in a story. I didn't feel a narrative uh, from the beginning to the end, and that's been my my sort of. Uh, disappointment, I suppose, with it. Like I said, it's worth seeing. It's it's good. It's entertaining. It's fun. But when you take something like Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, and and I say that because there was also Illuminations that came before Illuminations, Reflections, yeah, of Earth, yeah. which was a different show. Um, but um, when you have that, and it has a, you have the narration at the beginning, Jim Cummings is amazing. Good evening. You know, that whole stuff. Like, I would have people talk about wanting to have Morgan Freeman do their life. Jim Cummings in his illuminations voice. That's what I want narrating my life. But, uh, but when you, you have that and he lays it out in this very beautiful and poetic way about, we gather around the fire and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and when he says blah blah blah, that's that's you know kind of strange, but you're like, okay, it kind of works. <laughs> Jim Cummings is saying it, so I'm I'm with you. It, it, okay. um, yeah. But uh, and, and it takes you through, and it literally is like it starts with a big bang, right? And then it's like the the history of humanity is laid out in front of you in an obvious way, and it's all original, right? It's an original song. It's original. Um, I mean, it's a song, it's a symphony, it's a, it has movements and things and uh, uh, it takes you from beginning to end. And at the end, you have that beautiful We Go On song that says like, we've taken you up to now and now let's talk about where we go from here. Um, and it's just wonderful. It's, it, it's just the concept of it is amazing. Um, I didn't get that from this. I got 
here's a Disney playlist from Spotify. And okay, I mean, I'm with you. You know, I mean, you know, we're all Disney fans. This is this is Disney stuff and we like Disney stuff. Yeah. But I just I really don't like that they went with songs for movies. Um, because that's in everything now. That's all of the shows now are songs for me. It was very like Fantasmic, you know what I mean? It, it, Fantasmic had a better storyline, but it was still just we're telling the story, but we're doing it in that kind of kind of Mama Mia way, where we're using pre-existing songs to tell a new story. Yeah. Um, and this one was kind of felt like it was trying to do that, but the story it was trying to tell wasn't as obvious and um i think maybe some narration or a little more narration there's a little bit but i think a little more sort of i don't know guide us through this story with some with something um and, and it just wasn't there i was kind of kind of disappointed in it plays on when you walk out um to the exit with illuminations there's always a it was had the song at the end that you just walk out and just that was that I always found that was um, just something to finish off the evening. The promise. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's from, um, that was from the whole Tapestry of Dreams thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song too. And I I wish, like, if you have the Illumination soundtrack, it also has Tapestry of Dreams stuff on there. And it has that song, but it has it with the vocalizations on it. I kind of wish they had the the instrumental version because I'd really dig that. Yeah. I just appreciate your honesty because I think from where we're sat on this side of the Atlantic to actually make our mind up. And I think, I think as a, as a, as a group, we all decided last week, we would, we would hold fire until we'd actually seen it. And you should see it. Yeah. um, But we've seen so many different streams of it and actually came to a very, a very quick conclusion that, Oh, I'm not quite sure. But to speak to you who has actually been there and seen it in person. And I think for us, it helps just tie up a little that in a way that instinctive sort of response that we felt mm. seeing it and, and having and having actually had the build up, having had the the whole sort of the view of Epcot decimated across yeah, that. That's the other thing, right? That's the the downside to this. It. It's just like you've got Is it worth that? I don't things. think it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's interesting, Marcus, because one of the things that I felt when looking at all the information about Harmonious and uh, the the reaction that's happened since since it appeared on our the shores of the lake mm-hmm. um, is the apparent lack of connectivity with the guest. It's you know I'm here, I'm having this amazing day at Epcot. I've gone through this journey of what's not future world, which is the, the new neighborhoods, which I can't get on board with, I'm afraid. Um, but I'm the, okay with it. <laughs> it, it's always going to be future world, but I still get yeah. East and West mixed up. So, you know, I suppose that's one thing. Um, and then you've gone around World Showcase and you've experienced that amazing uniqueness of the journey around the world. And when the cast members come back from the on the um, culture exchange program, it's going to be such a different environment again. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you're geared up for this great big thing and then have some movie music with some yeah. beautiful, elaborate yeah. fireworks and lasers. But yeah. <sighs> just feels anticlimactic to be honest with you and And it it feels like they're making a very tangential relationship to world showcase by having some of these songs come from a culture and then be sung in that culture's 
primary language. Yeah. Where the Coco songs are sung in Spanish and the, the, uh, Mula um, was Mulan, the Mulan stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. So the, any Mulan stuff would be sung in Mandarin. And, and, but then it doesn't work though, because there's no UK song, there's no German song. Um, so you're you're I'm leaving out. I've just had a really fantastic thought. What song from the UK would they play? We could have, do you know, we could have the Clash. But the thing is, you could have the so many. You could have Chimery. You could have. Is that the Clash? London's calling. Really? Just put Bohemian Rhapsody and we're done. The world is flooding, and I live by world choices. That's not a bad plan. That would be that's great. They could have got Sammy to sing the brave stuff. You know, no one would understand it. I was, I was thinking brave was in there, but I mean, I guess that that works for the UK. But from the stream that I watched, what I found was frustrating was a lot of the stuff that I've seen, I've seen happily ever after. And it's part of that, like brave, and it's like, well, you just copied it from there to there and just put it in its native language. There's no. Yeah, that's well, exactly right. It wasn't. It didn't feel unique. It doesn't seem a reason why I, I would go and see it specifically just because I've got those songs on my phone that I can just listen to. I know I was in a different language. It just doesn't feel like there's a story so had, or anything tying it all together. Exactly. So had they gone round world showcase and attached a different song to each of the countries, which was also not a, obviously a no. Well. But had um, they done that, that would have made more sense. I just yeah. don't understand why you've got this beautiful facade laid out and you don't first, use it. That makes no sense. The first Illuminations did that, where they where they had Went that. It was just that blue sphere in the middle, the right? Yeah. And one would be illuminated, and they would have a song yeah. from that country yeah. playing, yes. and then another one would be yeah. illuminated, and have a song from that country. Right. I mean, it's a little cheesy and kind of on the nose, but at least it was a direct connection to World Showcase, whereas mm -hmm. this is just sort of like you're supposed to infer that since it's in non-English, that this is about World Showcase. And that's, I don't know, that's, you're, you're trying to carry a lot of water with that bucket, and it's not a very big bucket. That's, that's someone sat in an office to me who's trying to placate. Yeah, it feels designed by committee. It really does. Mm. And, and actually, if you'd have had somebody who stood night after night after night and just <laughs> with watched, an iPad and but just, but just <laughs> watched, questions, but watched illuminations and actually bought into that whole feeling from when all those torches around around the lake were blown out. It it's held like, you completely. It no wasn't moment it wasn't like that. Fireworks. It wasn't the fireworks. It was just that moment of absolutely. From the, from that the moment of silence that was yeah. the difference just incredible silence, and, and that you have tingles and the hair stands yeah. you know it, like there's no yeah. there's no yeah. moment like that there's no goosebumps moment in yeah. in yeah. this in harmonious and it's exactly <laughs> like been said is that you've heard all of these songs before yeah okay they're a little different they're arranged a little differently and they're played very very loudly but it's, <laughs> You know what? What? What am I getting out of this that I I don't get out of a Spotify playlist? You know, it's not much. Yeah. It's Epcot forever. At least when it first started, you had Walt's voice. Yeah, you had that. You then yeah. had on little yeah. spark. And you had things that, that just. Here. I just don't get why they. But connected the Epcot that. story. I think that's the bit yeah. for me. Is you could. It feels like you could pick up Harmonious and put it in any park. You can if they would put it in like a lake somewhere. We got plenty. <laughs> um, and have people go to it, and it's the thing that you're going there to see. 
It would be Maybe great. They, it would be fantastic. I, I know where I know where they should put it. Animal Kingdom, because everything else that goes in um, that that. Yeah, let's not talk about that. The the kite kite sails, the king collapsing, the uh, the wind that seems to be causing them some issues. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But that was the other frustrating part of of uh, of Harmonious is that we this has been built up to be the 50th anniversary super show that's replacing illuminations. And we had to, we had to do so much stuff that we had to make up another show to give you while we were preparing for this other one. And something I was pointing out to, uh, to Carlos and, and, uh, and then when we were watching it on Wednesday was that we had this show at, Disney Springs for a while that had that like made use of of like coordinated drone technology and stuff like that That, that and I had always assumed that that was a test run because it was only there for like you know three weeks or something that must be what's going to be in the new Epcot show yeah Yeah. and I remember seeing patents for um drone fireworks and it's just like all of this stuff hasn't just it has Disney. Yeah. Do you think that COVID's caught? Cool? Do you think that that COVID's meant they've had to pay back and cut costs, and actually that's what well, they had planned? Maybe I, I hope that's what, what we've got. Yeah. They've gone. Let's make the use of the the Stargate and the tacos as much as we can because actually we can't, they can't do, do the rest of it that they would wanted to. And that is a thing that Carlos brought up that I I hadn't really considered before is that the Stargate and the tacos, and I love that that's what we call them now. <laughs> um, yeah, Everyone calls that them the, that. Uh, the uh, the Stargate and the tacos are uh, are just a stage, right? To put it in acting terminology, it is a venue on which you can do many shows, and hopefully they will, right? Hopefully they will think about it. Like they'll, they'll sit in the corner and think about what they've done, and, <laughs> and then come up with something new and something amazing that will utilize those exact same things and make it worth having them in the middle of the the lagoon screwing up your your view um and you're like well yeah, yeah. they're a big honk and eyesore right now but wait till tonight and you see the show and you'll you'll be happy to see it because right now that ain't that ain't it um, maybe next year 2022 is the 40th anniversary of epcot maybe they'll have a word with themselves and sort it out before then yeah. maybe so maybe so here's hoping an update an update for the 40th of epcot so you bring back illuminations. Thank you very much. Well, just, just <laughs> you had to tell me that it was the 40th anniversary of Epcot when I my first trip was during its first year. Wow. <sighs> wow. Oh no, I'm my, so sorry. The, the autumn of life. <laughs> well, that's but again, I think Marcus as well, and, and move trying to move us on as well. That that first visit as a 10 year old, mm. you know. I think I think what we've we've often talked about is is our Disney journeys. You know, I was very late. I was very late into to getting Walt Disney World, and I possibly I, I've said it before. I was very lucky. I didn't get that chance to go to Epcot when it first opened, when my parents and my brother did, because mm. um, they've never been back. They've never they've never returned, and yet really? I went. Yeah, they, they they did it in a day. That was it. They did Magic Kingdom, Epcot in a day, sorted. Both of them in one day. Done that, ticked it off the list. We're out of here and stuff like that. And they just don't get it. They've never got it. And uh, Mm. and yet, when Mm. I first went, I was fortunate enough to be able to soak it in and and actually got it. But I was, um, you know, it was was a a little older than being ten. So for you, as a ten-year-old, 
why does that why does that love still sort of resonate so much in you know in, in your life you know in the fact that you've moved closer to the place having yeah. been you, know, you said you've been like two three four times a year you know how does how does that happen well i don't as a kid it's kind of easy and like i said i was a massive star trek nerd uh, still am, but it's I can hide it now a lot easier. If people don't see it. Um, but uh, you know, at the time, Epcot, like Future World in Epcot, is what spellbound me um, when I went there. And Horizons was not running yet, and neither was the Imagination Ride, although Magic Journeys was playing at the Magic Eye Theater. Um, and uh, but even then, and like. I don't, they haven't even broken ground on Living Seas, I don't think. Um, but even then, just like writing Spaceship Earth and writing World of Motion and uh, even Universe of Energy, which everybody else is like, Bleh. I was like, <laughs> my eyes were like the size of dinner plates. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, and I, I don't know. Oh, Communicore. Communicore West, East and West and, and, and going in and touching screens and they do things. You know, it's like magic was happening in front of me. Like the future was real. And um, and it kept doing that. And and I don't know that it's it's remembering that. You know what I mean? A lot of people say, well, because you loved it so much when you were a kid, you've kept that love with you. And I think to a certain extent that's true. But also, whatever it is that drew me to acting in the theater also keeps the magic going for me with Disney World because I see it as that, right? As making that same sort of magic for other people. And that's why I'm so interested in like the backstage stuff is because now I like not only going there to see the thing, but going there to see people seeing the thing for the first time. Like nothing is more fun than taking someone to Walt Disney world that has never been before. And it's like, you see it, you're, you're visiting it for the first time. You're discovering things the same time they are and, and seeing how they react to it is just phenomenal. And, and even if I don't know you, like, I, not that I took, I grabbed some poor guy at, at Kmart. <laughs> I was like, Hey, you're coming with me, buddy. <laughs> Wait till you see the magic I have in store for you. Um, but uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't go over well. Um, but uh, but just like going there and just, you know, doing the thing, you know, the people watching thing, right? And seeing all the people when they see the cool thing or, or when they uh, are riding, you know, some like riding the Navi River journey with you and they they're like, oh, you know, it's it's because I, I love that ride. I know a lot of people are like, Ugh. but the thing is, is like once you get to the Navi Shaman, that is like a technological wonder of the world that that shaman is phenomenal to me. And if if the ride would break down and I could just stare mesmerized at the movements of, of her and, and all of that, I would really be happy because that's a that's an amazing amazing technological advance right there um but it's that right it's it's not just the thing it's experiencing the thing and how experiencing the thing changes you or at least changes your mood or your current state and sometimes it changes your permanent state as well um and you leave in a with something in your head some one little spark if you will 
um, that wasn't there before. And it's that's what keeps the magic going for me is yeah. is that. Yeah. I think that that's something we can all absolutely connect with, particularly, I, I would say for me, having not been able to go for over two years, I feel like that little spark is just like getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And I just, you like, know, it's, it's like, like reaching, it's reaching over the Atlantic. Yeah. Just it's like the embers home. of a spark at the moment. And it's, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like as soon as I step foot, even just on the aeroplane to get there, but as soon as yeah. I step foot in a park, it will reignite mm -hmm. and I will feel better. Yeah, completely. And it will, it will be overwhelming. But I think that there is something about being there, seeing other people's reactions to something that you know, something that you already know you how you're going to feel and you can anticipate that that's going to, that's a feel good moment or that's an exciting thing. And actually you, you're not watching that, you're watching them watching that. Yeah. Um, and that, that is a really, and sometimes it, you don't even need to be there you just you have a message back from someone that you said make sure you don't don't miss this yeah. thing and i've had yeah. a friend message me going thank you so much for telling me about that otherwise i'd have i would have missed it and that's that made and you see the all caps and you're like yes you <laughs> 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 can still do this and um, yeah. i think that i completely appreciate that that moment of how it does ignite something it does create a, a feeling a warmth a, a, an experience that nowhere else really does no mm -hmm. and i was worried i you know it it crossed my mind if i live 20 minutes away from it is that mm. going to finally kill it for me and it has not it, it like i said it's a different sort of interaction with disney world now that i have that i than when i used to because it's not a situation where I am under pressure to see and experience as much as I possibly can because I only have 5, 10, 11, 25 days in order to do it. Um, it's now a thing where I can go for the afternoon. And when I leave, it is not devastating to me because um, I know that I live just down the road and I can come back. Um, and that's, that is definitely new. That makes being in the parks have a kind of a new feeling but it's just as it's just as exciting it's just as fun to be there it's and i think it's because of that right it's the if it was just about experiencing the rides and experiencing the buildings and the things that are there that would be one thing but you're also kind of empathically experiencing the people experiencing these things as well and that stays fresh because it's always new people there and there's always going to be some people that are, that have been there a million times like me or there would be somebody that you see those guys with the first visit button and you're like oh you guys are in for some stuff <laughs> and uh, and it's that's the part that keeps it fresh i think what a great way of describing it i like that I think as well. I think I think even got this in the very, the very start of the show, and I and I tried to describe, you know, describe the the, the very essence of Walt Disney World, and it is our happy place, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know when Claire said it's a place that we're we're longing to get back to, but actually, it is a lot. A lot of people's. It's just a space where you know you can go and you'd be happy, and you can lose. You, in a way, you lose yourself from. Is it the? I don't know if it's the realities of life or whether it's just the fact that you get into the park and you actually you can just be yourself. You know, it's just yeah, you're just completely lost within the magic, and you're completely lost within the fact that you want to be first in the queue for flight of passage. 
Yeah, um, John, I think I think you become more yourself when you're there. I think it's yeah, not, totally, I think it's the opposite. Totally, I think that totally, I yeah. I become more me yeah. when I'm there as opposed to anywhere else. You know, when I'm at work, when I'm totally whatever. Agree. It's totally it's agree. an act. You know, you you in the morning I get into work and I put on my work face and that and that's yeah. not mm-hmm. me necessarily for like the rest of my life. Um, mm-hmm. Real me is is how I am when I'm walking around Epcot with a grey goose slushy in my hand or whatever it whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> Yeah. that that's that's my personality that's how i feel comfortable and the rest of it is the act the rest of it is the character yeah. um, it's one of it's my favorite things one of my favorite things to witness in the parks is the the family that has the angsty teen and they're like maybe they're wearing all black and they're like very much too cool for all of this stuff and seeing them break seeing something happen that makes them stop or, or gape yeah. or, or just for a second forget that they're too cool for all of this i love <laughs> that so much yeah yes. like, ah, i saw that i said you, yes. you were on the peter pan and you loved it I, you yeah. can't take that back i witnessed that yeah. saw you waving it. at tigger as he yeah, yeah. you, you didn't think i saw that did you yeah, yeah. it's okay so magical moments as well. just, oh so yeah, we, totally. we were there in um 20 I'm to think it was 2019 in November with some friends and then we were with their they bought their three-year-old and it was the first time they'd all been to Walt Disney World so it was just for the whole two weeks just seeing those magical moments from meeting characters just walking down Main Street seeing the fireworks it was just it was amazing and it, and it stays as a kid and this probably goes back to the original question uh, in, in some respects is it stays with you forever you know i've got yeah my kids my kids are kind of grown through that whole sort of teenage years and actually they know fine well that if they were that teenager who was having a strop and they wouldn't go they wouldn't be invited on the next trip so so actually they know better they know better than to do that i said but as a, but as a family you know when you're getting you're getting towards sort of mid-afternoon and you've got like sort of seven eight year old who's having an absolute strop and a family are just self-imploded because they woke up too early and they're trying to they're trying to eke out far too much park day and all that. And even my kids just turn around to me now and go, happiest place on earth. I've no idea who they first heard that line from. I've <laughs> I just I have no idea, but actually it just and it's whoever he is at first that is just like but it goes back to the teenagers having a stroke as well. And is and the kids are brilliant. They're just they'll have they'll have kids on that as well. And unfortunately they will do ride photos. We have people who are just too cool to pose for ride photos. And if you're next to somebody like that, then my kids are actually just the case they just do that. I'm going to sleep. Uh, yeah. And it was just and it, and it, and it just You've got to do it because it's that. That's what yeah. we're all there. We're all there to share a bit of magic, a bit of fun, and to just do things that are just sort of childlike, which is what Walt actually intended everything at Walt Disney World to be. Children of all ages, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let let's move on to. I want to talk a bit more about accidentally derivative if we can. Okay, and. Um, you explained the the history of it. Now, mm. how 
how do you get through a recording and decide what to keep in and what to keep out what to take out do you edit the conversations heavily or do you do you just ramble and what's see in the show goes? is in the show um we i do no editing whatsoever um that's not entirely true i i choose when to start the show the, with the mm -hmm. Cold open, as they say, um, and then where to put the um, the sort of opening music, uh, mm -hmm. and then where to stop it, and that is that are that's the only that's editing that I do with it with that show. Um, and this last one, <laughs> Jason's internet connection was not terribly great, and his uh, audio track got a little off from his video. And I, I did have to do a little editing for that so that he didn't look completely crazy. Um, but other than some kind of bizarre situation like that, I do no editing. Or if one of us accidentally wow. curses, then that's when I bring in uh, Spoiler Patrick. No, not Spoiler <laughs> Patrick. Blooper Patrick, excuse me. Spoiler Patrick is going to be something later, probably. <clears throat> but, that's uh, really yeah. interesting because uh, you know the, the shows run for about an hour hour and 20 minutes something like that don't they that most of them are around that length and mm -hmm. you're obviously very comfortable with each other and you can get on and just literally talk about anything and you send uh, you know you talk about the fact you send pins to each other and presumably they're things that you think actually I know someone who can have a rant about that you know we we don't do that to John because we know that he'll have picked it up anyway but um, <laughs> You know, some of the some of the topics that you've covered are they're so diverse. And I know that we talked about it before we started recording, like the dishwasher loading, extreme mm -hmm. dishwasher loading. The the episode that I still go back to and has me crying with laughter, I think is I think it's episode six or seven where we talk about Craig and Greg. Yeah, that, six. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I've listened to I I've you probably got a million listens to that because of me. And actually I played it to my, I, was I actually about played that. it to my son in the car who's uh, so Morgan's 18 and a half. And he finds that particular episode truly hysterical as well. <laughs> and it's just one of those I just can't get enough of it because it makes me laugh. Just the hilarity of the situation and the the extreme response of the fact that this child turns up and well that's not the right kid you know that's if you haven't listened yeah, to it go back so and listen bad. to episode 6 because <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing yeah. um, so but it's bad just, for Greg yeah exactly the absurdity like, of the situation is so funny um, because I also know how how uh, horrible Jason's poker face is so I, I can only imagine the look of like utter disappointment horror. on his Sheer face horror. when Greg walked in the door further <laughs> There's no, oh, there's no masking kid. that. That kid knew exactly what the deal was. Uh, but you know, you, you've spoken about prices for the premier access passes and the uh, mm -hmm. uh, the new lightning lanes and and um, you know Disney yeah. charging yeah. your freedom to uh, to be able to ride an, an attraction, <laughs> which uh, made me laugh probably far more than it should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to British TV. And then the whole Starch Madness series, which everyone was invested in, let's face it. We all loved it. Uh, I was slightly disappointed that we couldn't buy most of those snacks over here because I probably would have joined in. I think we could get the, 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 the sort of video, Chris, and the, the Twiglets, which are obviously a favourite. So. Yeah, when I was up to my eyeballs rendering that virtual set, I was like, I am never mentioning something like this on the show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> The set it was, was like incredible, this, this though. This off-handed bit we did, and I think 
like one of these single digit episodes and it was that it just snowballed into some kind of craziness that had both of us in my garage with a lot of green um, eating <laughs> snacks at a camera and, <laughs> but it was fun you know it was uh, it was a lot of fun and, and bringing in the uh, the uh, public as well to vote and, and tell us which way to go because we didn't know going into the uh, going into the championship um, we didn't know which one was going to be there. Was it going to be the uh, mint Oreos or the uh, the peppermint bark? Um, and so we had to we had to shoot two championships. Um, oh, wow. And you know, oh. and depending on who, how people uh, voted, which one did we put up? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Did you did you yeah. not just feel ill after the after the shooting of each round? Did you not yes, just sit there groaning? <laughs> Especially the first one because we started with thirty-two for some reason. <laughs> so why? why did we do that? Was a good idea. And the very last episode, the very last one was the one we had the uh, the mochi from uh, from Japan. That's like this this sort of mushy, um, like Stick it almost tastes like mashed potatoes or something. Yeah. And yeah. it was like the heaviest thing. And it was after we had already <laughs> eaten like. 31 other crazy foods and it was just like all right so i don't know did you like this one <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> no fruit right, so, yeah. there you go i'll be just glad it's <laughs> over see and that was this me. One really I was quickly suggest, i thought you should i was going to suggest you do like a holiday special starch madness i thought it'd be really good to do a christmas one with oh, the, we'll definitely starting christmas earlier stuff. next year oh what oh, <laughs> wouldn't that like a like a proper Christmas because starch madness Christmas. we ended up what was it like June thirtieth that it ended <laughs> it's like so maybe maybe get it closer to March next time. <laughs> but, but yeah uh, definitely definitely yeah. a, a seasonal one maybe you, know, you can do it shorter yeah I could do that yeah and we he talked about we there was this uh, oh we have an idea in tomorrow's show that I think we're going to do we have to do it before food and wine stops and I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. Um, <clears throat> that we're both going to take a big old hoagie roll into uh, food and wine and then using the different things you can get from the different kiosks, because they're all a little amuse-bouche like things, yeah. create the weirdest sandwich we could possibly make <laughs> by adding <laughs> all of these things together. And then we started pondering like, all right, do we choose our own or do we choose for one another? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's an idea that's still kind of swirling around in both of our heads oh. right now that we may do a video thing on that. Uh, that sounds awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There'll be spam in there somewhere. That is gonna be <laughs> if somebody's got spam, we're we'll that will be throwing that at, definitely throwing that at Jason. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that's right. Hawaii has spam, that's right. It does. Write it down, remember it. Oh, yeah. And he loves that lobster mac and cheese. <laughs> and then it's like why would you put lobster in mac and cheese you can't taste the lobster you're just tasting yeah, the cheese. mac and cheese and i'm sure there's hot raclette cheese over towards germany that you could just pour over top oh, of everything the number of cheeses that are there is is uh yeah. is downright irresponsible <laughs> that sounds like a great idea to just uh make yeah, each other we're really thinking about that one yeah. and yeah if you thought we were we were wiped out at the end of the first round of yeah. Starch Madness. This is a couple of be... go in there for good uh, for good measure. That's... Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest Escargo fan, so yeah, I know I'm that's really going to be one. If we do for each other, 
That's going to be top on his list for me. I think just I think there's some ground rules being laid. It's like no, <laughs> no rules. All rules are off. I think, I think there's been a bit of pre-planning there. Don't don't make me. <laughs> Don't let me do that. Really. Don't. Tell me which end they if, are. If we get out there another oh, I'm sure he's already got the book and he's like, <laughs> right. do what? Claire, if we what get out there in November, are you going to give it a try? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not playing I'm not playing that game. <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're a special guest. Claire will watch and just sort of laugh from afar. Accidentally yeah, nauseous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> New name for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I, I've, um, got, I've, got, I've got a question. So after all discussions okay. in our recent shows, we've also asked our guests to imagine you're hosting a dinner party. So you have one guest of honour, already assigned to their seat, Mr. Walt Disney. You can invite five others to the meal. Those can be any character within parks, films, any Disney World, so MCU, Star Wars, Pixar, all included. Any cast member or Disney personnel employee, dead or alive. So who are you inviting over? So we've got Walt Disney as our guest of honor, and I've got yeah. five slots. Yeah, five slots. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And any character from a Disney movie, including... Uh, all the of different the franchises yeah. um, or cast members or employees imagine it, yeah, alive. anyone well hmm, depends on my mood that day I think but the uh, definitely I want Joe Rohde there um, I think that guy is, is if anybody is you know an Istari wizard from Lord of the Rings it's him um <laughs> Let's see. Would probably want. It's gonna have to be like a bouillabaisse kind of thing. It's like I, if I went all <laughs> Joe Rody like people, then that would leave like I will have missed an opportunity to also have like Steve Rogers there, which yep. definitely needs to be there. Um, wow. And then so that's two. We got Joe Rody and Steve Rogers. So no category apparent. Um, let's see. Definitely Luke Skywalker. Uh, hmm. I, hmm. Trying to think of somebody from animated area there that I would want. I don't know what my favorite animated movie is with Disney. It's definitely Pixar has always been my, my go-to with that because they're just so good with story and maybe they should be the ones to come up with the uh epcot harmonious thing um but uh maybe hmm i think elastigirl just because i love holly hunter's voice and just hearing her talk about stuff would be great um and then finally if we're gonna have walt there I want to have Roy there too. Oh, good call. That's brilliant. Love that. Oh, wow. 
we've had some really interesting answers to that question. It's really tough, isn't it? And it's it like, is, yeah, when wow. you open it up to all those people, yeah, wow, it's dead tough. alive. It's like yeah. wow, you know, this is insane as to the the options. So I, I think that sounds like a great dinner party. I think Carlos choose like some of his family. Be incredible. Oh, yeah, sweet. Carlos had his dad there, and then yeah. Jason was serving the drinks. Do you know what really strikes me is that the selection becomes very, very personal to every single person who answers that question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's so, it's such a fantastic, uh, you know, who would, who would, what would you, what would you pay? to actually have the ability to sit down and actually experience that and just, you know, to have Roy and Walt sat at the table. I don't, I don't think many other people apart from probably Joe Rody would have much of a conversation to share because everyone would just be transfixed right? as to how that dynamic around the dinner table would work. It would be, it, it would fascinate me. It really would. And, uh, and then you've got two heroes as well, because you've got Steve Rogers yeah. and you've got Elastigirl. Yeah. So the, the, the dynamic yeah. of that conversation would be quite interesting, I think. And Skywalker, and Skywalker, Skywalker. as well. And if it was just Walt and Roy, like yeah. you'd say, what would you pay? It's like whatever my bank account balance is plus whatever credit limit I have on the rest of my credit cards, <laughs> that's how much yeah. I would pay. Simply because yeah. I don't have the ability to pay more, and if I did, I would, because that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd still love to throw Joe Rody into the mix as well, because Certainly, actually yeah. to, see, to see his vitality and his his sort of verve and what he brought to so many different rides and and so many different parks at, at Walt Disney World, and and for that talent to sort of no longer be part of the Walt Disney World company, it, it seems wrong. It does. In some yeah. respects. I wonder how long and, he's going to stay away. <laughs> yeah. And really gonna, someone's got to pick up the mantle as well. Someone's got he to had to have had a role. apprentice or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be someone who's going to pick up that leadership role in terms so, yeah. of uh, driven yeah, imagineering. Hope. But we just don't know who it is yet. And it's, uh, I hope that they keep themselves hidden, Claire. I think that's but, the issue. No, but you know. But this is the thing, John. I really hope that whoever it is, whoever he's mentored, whoever is there with the ideas and the, yeah. the promise of something exciting is given the opportunity to do what Joe was given the opportunity yes. to do because yeah. that that is a way of moving forward. That's a way of developing and, and creating new and exciting ideas um, rather than being held back and things allowing to stand. Right. That's, that's Maybe they should be in charge of doing the fifth park. Yeah. It needs someone who's not be sat behind a desk, who's ticking ticking a list as to what is being expected by management. It needs someone to come up and have have the drive that the Joe really had. It's about the heart of, of understanding yeah, what exactly yeah. Well, that's what Walt and, and Roy started with. You know, they kicked against. They kicked against the bankers. They kicked against everyone saying it's Florida. You can't do it. They mm -hmm. kicked against. And at the moment, we've got a, a lot of people who are just sort of, let's not, let's not rock the boat. Let's not do this. And 
people there's, there's not good reasons to... why though at the moment and i i think you're i think you're right john i think that there are people who are probably there just waiting in the wings ready for the right moment to step forward i, hope, I, hope I just so hope quite. that it comes soon i hope it comes yeah. soon because otherwise we could be in a in a bit of a dip um but you know things move forward things change well, it's, it's like what jason and i were saying about john favreau in that if they yeah. know what's good for them yeah. they say john right. what do you do then Which go of these do properties it. Properties would you, you know, like? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like there's no yeah. borders we're needing you to stay within. You do yeah. whatever you want to do. We'll give you yes. the money for it. That's exactly what they should yeah. do with with yeah. Rody or whoever Rody has decided as right. a successor. Yeah. Just like, all right, give me everything you got. What what is it? And let's yeah. do it. Let's go. Totally. And if you want to take the Russo brothers with you, that's also mm. great. Let's 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 all play together. And if you want to give Marcus Fowler a job along the way. As part of that team, I, would, I tell you what, I'll set. be in charge of saying no. I'll be the guy that will keep things in control. I yeah. promise you, we'll, we'll stay within the lines. No worries. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Marcus, let's get the fish, Mickey Waffle, to send your CV to our, our very good friend of the show, Bob Chapek, who is at the end of, end of my phone and my text messages repeatedly. And I said, we know just the man who can. And we'll sort we'll sort it for you. We'll only take twenty percent, twenty percent of your earnings. <laughs> Gladly given. Are we starting up an agency now? now that yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's yeah. that's that, that not as big a cut plan. as my agency. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's all the short guys. Sorry, twenty percent. Listen, let's up it a bit. We're going thirty-five. <laughs> you said twenty. Too late. You said it now. It's Too late, and it's recorded as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having you negotiating anything for me in the future, John. I'm just saying. Goodness me. It's been so much fun just having you on the show. Oh, I loved it. Getting to know you and actually, in, in, a, in a way, just welcoming you personally into this group of amazing friends that we've we've actually developed on the great british mickey waffle and it is such a delight to to know that as we move forward as a show you're also moving forward you've got loads and loads of exciting things so our listeners will desperately love to know where they can follow you and just enjoy the content that you produce and where can they find you well the show is at accidentallyderivative.com um, we do an audio only and a video release. So there's a podcast and there's a YouTube channel, both. Um, the YouTube channel does not yet have the super cool custom URL. Uh, so everybody click that subscribe button. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so, so look for us there. Um, personally, my, my uh, photography stuff is on Instagram at Valphoto. Um, I have valphoto.com, which is a sort of an up and coming thing that I'm doing. Um, I am kind of kicking it off with this release of a, uh, a panoramic, uh, shot I took a while back, uh, back in August of 2020, right? Like fairly soon after the parks reopened before they put up Stargates and tacos, um, <laughs> of the world showcase lagoon and all of the countries around it it's a nice super wide kind of thing and uh jason really kind of went nuts over it i have it printed in metal in my office and and he was like dude that's amazing oh, wow. so i was like i wonder if you know people will 
would dig that. And so I'm going to offer, I'm offering that at the, I'm getting a test print and this should be in tomorrow to make sure that everything's balanced. Right. Uh, and then that'll probably go up on Wednesday, but, um, valphoto.com in general is going to be a place where I'm going to start showcasing a lot more of my photography, uh, particularly of the parks since they're, you know, right over there. And it's coming that time of year where, where you can get over there and the skies are real interesting and the sun sets at a reasonable time mm -hmm. and, uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, so hopefully that'll be, that'll be exploding more. Um, my just general, uh, information about me as a, as a performer and a person is at marcusvowel.com. But if, you know, if you're interested in my resume, I mean, you can go and, <laughs> um, I, I did, I got to pull a knife on Jeff, on uh, James Franco and, and that was, um, <clears throat> but, uh, uh, but yeah, Val photo on Instagram, uh, accidentally derivative, uh, on Instagram. And I guess that's it. Um, it should be, that's way too much as it is. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Now, excellent. And, and, and as well, I think once your photograph stuff takes off, we can get you back on the show or we can talk photography only. Which is, an even, which is an even bigger one as well, because I think, I know we've got listeners as well who are massive yes. photographers, and they really, I think they're crying out for us to do a little show. A little show. It might even be a Wednesday show on our Wafflers Wednesday. We can talk about oh, photography. Pho I think that's photographs and things mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's a shameless plug for our Wednesday show, which is live on their Facebook and YouTube. Definitely, yeah. That was seamless, um, John. Well, I'm just a uh, seamless rather than shameless. <laughs> I was about to say, was it, did you say shameless or seamless? <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, do know. you never know. But can I just say thank you so much? It's been thank you. I honestly, I, I was surprised when you guys asked me on. I, I was like, "What me? Why?" But uh, I'm I'm really humbled that you guys wanted me on the show, and I thank you very yeah. much for that. No, it's been absolutely brilliant, really has. And and all I'll, I'll end I'll end with is just saying I'll just thank for everyone for listening. Everyone knows that we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at GB Mickey Waffle, and also our YouTube channel, which is the Great British Mickey Waffle. Get in touch with us by email at waffleon at gbmickeywaffle.com and all the usual podcast platforms on which Spotify, which. I do believe, Ben, of doing us a nice little bit in a minute where we can interact a little bit differently in the, than we have in the past. We've yeah, got we can put Apple Podcasts. and questions and everything on yeah. Spotify now, Q&As. Yeah, which, is, which sounds sounds rather good. Um, we've got Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, a whole lot. I, I won't say it because every time I do say it, my uh, Alexa goes off. So just say, Alexa, play. What do you want me to play? Ta-da! <laughs> Alexa, play the great British Mickey Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Irritates everyone. Sorry. Alexa, subscribe to who's... Accidentally Derivative. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies right. to anyone who's actually listening to this on loudspeaker on mine headphones. You're going to take every opportunity you can. I don't. Alexa, stop. <laughs> no, <it's> just... <laughs> Oops! Sorry. Oh, well. This modern world we live in. Oh, I, do, I do love it. I really do. Anyway, but apart from that, we have got loads of stuff on our website. If you're listening to this on day of release, we have got 
loads of stuff coming up. We've got a November podcast out, 1st of November. We're not doing our live show, which is usually third Friday of the month for October, because we did it on the 1st. So mm -hmm. go back and check that out. As I already plugged, we are every Wednesday on on YouTube, on Facebook. If you're listening for the first time, love it if you can subscribe. Go and check Marcus out. Go and check out all the stuff he's got coming out. And and when you've actually listened to the whole dishwasher stacking monologue, <laughs> come back to us, get in touch with Marcus, and, uh, yeah, it will go, we'll go from there. I think that's the Lights only thing. Up or down. Really simple. Trying to hold down. No, I don't, don't, I've been trying so, hard. been trying so hard to get to keep this in our life. It's just, yeah. it, it, I just lose it every yeah. time I hear that. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. Thank, thank you. you, Claire. This has just been an absolute delight. And there's only one thing left to say. Until the next time, waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. <laughs>